Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. Thus says the Lord God, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek, and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. Yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who will endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like the refiner's fire, or like the fuller's lie. He will sit refining and purifying silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, refining them like gold or like silver that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord. Then the sacrifice of Judah and Jerusalem will please the Lord, as in the days of old, as in years gone by. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Since the children share in blood and flesh, Jesus likewise shared in them that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who through fear of death had been subject to slavery all their life. Surely he did not help angels, but rather the descendants of Abraham. Therefore he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every way, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest before God to expiate the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested through what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. Coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, February 2nd, ends what was known by long-standing tradition as the 40 days of Christmas. 
Christmas began, of course, on December 25th. For eight days, we celebrated as if it were one day. This is called the octave of Christmas. Octave meaning eight. Why the octave? In the first book of the Bible, Genesis, God commanded that every male child be circumcised when he was eight days old. Then in Leviticus, the third book of the Bible, Moses stated, on the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. Then she shall continue for 33 days in the blood of her purifying. So for centuries, the eighth day of Christmas, January 1st, was the feast of the circumcision. And 33 days later, February 2nd, was the feast of the purification of Mary, which many scholars argue is the oldest Marian feast. Luke tells us that when Mary's time of purification ended, 40 days after Christ's birth, that would be today, February 2nd, she went to the temple to be purified. I mean, she took a ritual bath, and then she presented her firstborn child to the Lord. Now recall, at this presentation, the old man Simeon prophesied that the baby Jesus would not only be a sign of contradiction, but he would be a, a light to the Gentiles. That started a custom long, long ago of blessing new and old candles on February 2nd. And the feast became known as Candle Mass, which often involved a, a candlelit procession and Mass. A commentator recently had some good insights on all of this. He wrote, while many in the United States on February 2nd would be celebrating the frivolous Groundhog Day and looking forward to spring, Catholics would be closing out Christmastide and the, the feast connected to our Lord's birth. He wrote that the secular world looks at Catholics as being a bit odd for keeping the Christmas spirit up for so long. But in all reality, traditional Catholics and secular society celebrate Christmas for about the same length of time. The commercialized world starts its 40-day celebration around Thanksgiving and stops at New Year's Day. Catholics start their 40-day celebration when they are supposed to, at the end of Advent, which begins on Christmas Day, the date of Christ's birth, the date the light actually appears. A note on candles from a priest. Candles are beautiful symbols of our sacrifices. They are like living things. They eat and drink the wax from the bees, made collectively in association with sweetness. Candles breathe air. They move in the flames as they flicker. They communicate to our eyes a beautiful light and give contrast to their surroundings by illumination. Candles burn out at the end of their span. So do we. They are consumed for the Lord in the liturgy. So should we be. We do all these things that candles do. And so using candles in important times is a very wholesome and Catholic practice lighting one of these little candles in a church as a symbolic sacrifice of your prayers and petitions is entirely natural. <laughs> 